Good afternoon, everyone. Dave McMahon here. It's Dave McMahon Unleashed. That's me, without a leash, without a collar. Stark naked, sitting here at 4680Q.ca. Happy you could be here with us. Trevor Jones is my guest today. He is the owner of We the Finest Burger Company in the city of Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. Hey, Trevor, how's it going over there? be much better if you put some clothes on, but I guess we'll have to deal with that. <laughs> Uh, that's the nice thing about podcasting and and radio is uh, we could be naked and no one really knows, you know. There's no video. I know, feed. Dave. I know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Cause <laughs> Here, hang on a second. Let me get my, uh, my clothes on. There we are. <laughs> Trevor, you're a dog lover, much like myself. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your dog. Uh, we have a uh, 115, 120-pound boxer named Tucker. Um, good boy, but he's a big boy. Yeah, I saw the picture of him. He's, he's, he's a big monster boy. Yeah, he doesn't skip a meal. <laughs> you feed him raw or kibble? Uh, kibble. Yeah, yeah. And how, and how old is he now? He's around eight years old. Yeah. yeah, yeah, doing good. Now, you just kind of trained him on your own. You've never been for training with we him. We haven't been for training. Um, That's okay. Either of I, we could probably both use it. Never too late, never too late <laughs> to train a dog, Trevor. Your passions are uh, music and, of course, cooking and business. And we'll talk about uh, your awesome restaurant in a little bit. Um, Were you born in the Niagara region? Where were you born, Trevor? Born in St. Catharines. Grew up most of my life. Well, I guess not now most of my life. Now I still seem to think that I'm like 25 years old. But I grew up in school in Thorold. Okay. Richmond Street Raiders, Thorold Eagles. Yeah, nice. (laughs) Nice. Uh, great memories of Thorold. In fact, I owned a dog grooming shop at 39 Front Street in Thorold mm-hmm. back in the day when uh, Front 54 had, you know, Kim Mitchell and April Wine. Oh, and yeah. The list goes on, all the great bands performing at Front 54 Bar in Thorold. Yes, I may have gone there once or twice, but not until I turned 19. At least that's what Mike thought. <laughs> <laughs> you looked older. Uh, right? No. No, not really. You just got in. You just got in. So um, you and I have a connection. Uh, It's actually your parents, Gary and Carol, Mm -hmm. uh, who attended my dog training with a couple of their dogs over the years, going back 25 years ago. And your parents were also involved with the Greyhound Rescue. Yes. So they would uh, be involved with the Niagara Greyhound Rescue in fostering dogs and rehoming them. And so they've trained a few dogs with me over the years very cool yes growing up we always had at least four dogs of our own um i know one of our dogs i think it was chelsea used to be on your old brochure she was a uh what was she she was a shepherd border Col- collie mix yeah shepherd collie mix yeah. border collie mix yeah. yeah and then then with all the greyhounds we've had i had to be over 100 dogs oh. stay with the house over the years that's right yeah. and you were there you were living at there. home i was there went through a couple of uh Tick infestations. Did you have to help <laughs> scoop the dog shit and everything when they had all them dogs there? Um, I'll say yes, but my my parents would call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, so you grew up with the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, are you interested in getting more? Um, yes. <laughs> um, eventually. Our house isn't that big. Our dog is. Uh, so maybe down the road. We'll see. You're also a musician. 
or you were a musician? I, you I were would, in a band? I wouldn't say as much as a musician. I played a little bit of trumpet and I sang in a band. Oh, way nice. Back yeah, well, that that classifies yeah, as a singing. <laughs> that, that classifies as a musician and a singer. You still have yes. love for it? Yes, definitely music in my family. Uh, but not uh, one of my biggest regrets I've ever had. My uncle uh, Pete Dewanik was giving me guitar lessons when I was a kid, free lessons. At the time, I just wanted to learn to play the newest Bon Jovi song. Yeah. Uh, but he wanted to actually teach me how to play guitar, and I ended up quitting. That's one of the biggest regrets I ever had, that I never actually learned how to play the guitar. Okay, so you yeah. didn't stick with it. I didn't stick with it, no. But then I thought I could sing, so I did that for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> do you classify yourself as a good singer, mediocre, or do you think you're like a shitty singer? How the, do you the classify? The thing with singing is I'm, I'm a firm believer that anybody can sing. You just have to know your range, and you have to be confident. If, if you... Try and go outside of your range. That's where things can get a little bit off, we'll say. Uh, but if you know your range, you know how to know where to stick to. Like anybody can sing an Oasis song. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know about anybody. I mean, I, <laughs> I sing in the shower, but that's about it. <laughs> Trevor, um, you are the finest burger company in Niagara Falls and the name is We the Finest Burger Company. Yes. I've had the pleasure of dining at your restaurant on a few occasions with my wife Debbie mm -hmm. and we've ordered burgers each time. We've been 100% satisfied. Yeah. I highly recommend your restaurant to all of my clients at the Dave McMahon Dog Training and on my podcasts and radio shows. So uh, you're producing an awesome product. Uh, but you know it takes, a, it takes a big balls uh, to name your business this. We the finest burger company. I love it. That's awesome. Talk to me about how the name came to be. So, first off, the acronym WTF. Obviously, people know what that could mean. Uh, we have people coming into the restaurant all the time asking for the what the burger. You can <laughs> we, say you can we, say we immediately it. correct them. Uh, my mom might be listening, so I don't know if uh, W2F <laughs> WTF. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, the what the fuck burger. Yeah. Um, but with the name itself. I was trying to think of something. Um, there's a restaurant in, in Grimsby called the Forty House, and really good restaurant. Yeah, been um, there. Yeah, um, I was looking. At, I was on their social media, and they were they were called We Are the Forty, and I was looking at those. Like, we Are the Forty. That's very close to. They, if they dropped the R, they could have been We the Forty WTF. Exactly. And I thought that, and I thought that, that would be something catchy, and then so at the time I thought, well, we, with the whole Raptors thing was going with We the North. So I saw the we the and I thought, what can be my what can be my next letter for the F? Yeah. And at the time, I was working at a place called Z's Grill in Niagara on the Lake, which is a part of Niagara's finest hotels. Yes, so yes. So we took the we the and the finest, and we the finest WTF was born. Very cool how yeah. that came about. Yeah. And so you mentioned you worked uh, in in hospitality. Uh, was it always cooking, or did you do bartending no, as well? No, actually, um, at the time I was I was serving. Okay. I was a waiter at uh, at Z's Grill. I was there for about six years. Great place, great people, great food. I've been. It's great food. Yeah, it yeah, is. I it agree. Is. Um, but then the the pandemic hit. When the when the pandemic hit, the restaurant kept opening and closing and opening and closing. Yeah. Um, obviously out of their control. Um, but I kept on going on the serve, collecting that five hundred dollars a week, or then it went down to four fifty a week. Yeah. And it just it was, at the time I was living on my own. It was tough for a single-ish dad. I say single-ish because I had a girlfriend, but I still do. Um, but was, making ends meet was, was pretty tough. Now that, so I'm going to go back a little bit. About four years prior, I had gone to Treasure Hunt. I remember Treasure Hunt. It was like uh, 
this place, if you went to Walmart and you returned something, I do remember they would sell it off to Treasure Hunt and you could get some really good deals there. It's now where the new Canadian Tire is on Dorchester. Yeah. Um, I was in there and they had a meat grinder. I was like, oh, that's pretty nice. I've always liked burgers, so I thought I want to buy this. So I bought it and I started experimenting with different cuts of meat and grinding my own meat. Uh, so then that's when I created this or got this passion for making burgers. Then two years ago, during the pandemic, my girlfriend had bought me a flat top grill for Christmas. That's when everything changed. That year, just after everything shut down at Christmas, we're going into January. Yeah. Didn't have any income coming in other than the Serb. I thought, what am I going to do to make some extra money? So I did a pop-up out of my backyard. Wow. Um, I put, put, it up, put it up <laughs> on Facebook that I was going to sell my smash burgers, which was my original WTF burger, which has just a, a cheese, bacon, onion, jam, my homemade pickles, and my WTF sauce. And I was going to sell them over the fence and see how everything went. So I spent my serve check on some brisket and some chuck and some, and some buns that I originally was getting from Portage Bakery, which were fantastic. Uh, and I did that pop-up. I didn't know what to expect, but I ended up selling 120 burgers in two hours. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, I, I Good for up. you. I was planning on doing it from 12 till 4. I was done by 2 o'clock. Yeah, so then I was like, okay, well, I think I got something here. So then I contacted my friend, uh, Chef Rob Berry, from the Tangerine Tortoise. You yeah. know him before also from the Blue Turtle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I contacted Rob, and I said, hey, Rob, I know you have this restaurant, you're closed on Sundays. Do you think you could rent it out to me? I could do a pop-up every few weeks. And he said, no problem, come on down. So we started doing pop-ups there every three weeks. And every week, every time we did a pop-up, we had to keep increasing because we kept on selling out, selling out, selling out. So then I started looking. I started looking for a restaurant because I knew I had something. And then uh, I ended up calling a real estate agent about another building. Happened to catch him at the right time. He said, you know what? I've got this one that just landed on my on my desk. Haven't even posted it yet. Hasn't even gone to market. Come meet me tomorrow. You have a look. And that's when I found the place that I'm at. How one thing leads to another. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the one location you have? Just the one location for now. I am keeping my eyes open, kind of looking. Because um, I definitely want my want to have a second and see where I can go with this. I'm going to ask you about burger cooking and method of burger cooking and what's in the burger. And of course, you know, uh, you may reveal only a certain extent and I'll respect that because uh, a lot of chefs like to keep some secrets to themselves. Uh, and I would honor that and respect that if that's your choice. But I got to tell you, and I think we were talking off air, I've had some pretty great burgers in my life like all of us and i've had some really shitty burgers so to me a shitty burger is when it's cooked too long it's too well done i once saw somebody cook my burger must have been 20 minutes kept flipping it and pressing it down pressing it down which i heard is a big no-no yeah, it's a huge no-no i mean cooking's my passion too i'm not an expert like yourself but i do know that you're not supposed to keep pressing the burger with your flipper and, and flipping it multiple times. And I'm thinking, why would you cook a fucking burger for 20 minutes cooking all the juice out of it? Like, it's ridiculous. A lot of people do that. There is, and a lot of people do different things, especially if you say if they're cooking that burger on the flat top for 20 minutes. Chances are it's probably a frozen burger, um, so they had to keep it on there that long. It's going to be dry. It's going to be overcooked because they're just not doing anything fresh um, with with. Our business, we're, we're grinding up meat every day. Yeah. A mixture of AAA brisket and chuck that we grind in-house. Oh, nothing's, yummy. Nothing's ever frozen. No wonder it tastes so bloody good. 
No wonder. And your um, burgers are cooked on the flat top, as you say, or the flat grill, which is kind of the old diner style way. I mean, I've worked at restaurants when I was younger as a short order cook where we would do the burgers on the flat top. And I, I actually prefer it. I have a flat top myself uh, at the house, and I like doing burgers in the cast iron pan. I'm sure you will agree. Flavor is incredible when you do yeah. that, and you learn how to do it properly. Yeah. And it's not that the barbecue burgers are bad. It's just like there's something about that flat top. I don't know if it's the caramelization. Maybe you can yes. explain better. Yeah, so what we do, we make what are called smash burgers. Okay. It's something that's starting to catch. It's been huge in the States for a while. It's starting to catch on a little bit more here in Canada. Um, for a smash burger, what we do after we grind up our meat, we roll it into a ball. When somebody orders the burger, the ball goes onto the flat top. Then we smash it down with a spatula. That creates a seal on the burger that locks in the juices, which is called the mayor defect. Mayored effect. The mayored effect. Yes, which which that's all of your that, that creates that crust on the burger that just seals everything in, makes it all juicy. But you only smash it, you only push it down once. Right. Because when you're doing that, there's no juice in the burger yet when it's not cooked. Yeah. But what it's doing is it's locked. Just it to over. form it, you're just pushing just, it just down because it it's yeah. a big circle. It looks like a baseball when you put it on the grill. Yeah. And then we smash it thin. So our burgers are thin, which is why a lot of people who order singles, doubles, triples, quadruples, they'll they'll pile them up. Uh, but they stay juicy. My wife loves her meat thin, and yep. I don't want people to read yep. that too yep. deeply. But, but, but she loves her thin burgers. <laughs> she does. Anyway, yep. sorry. So, yep. so uh, double burgers. I mean, I remember having the double burgers when I went to your restaurant. Yes. When we first opened up, all of our burgers were doubles. Uh, we were doing three ounce patties at the time. Uh, but like with anything, we we learn and we we learn and we evolve based on what what our customers want. We had a lot of people coming in and asking for singles. With the singles, I thought that the burger was just a little bit too small for the bun, so we wanted to change things up. So we, we changed we changed from a three ounce patty to a four ounce patty. Now the four ounce patty was perfect for the singles. The problem with it was it was too big for the doubles and the triples and the quads. So then we rethought it again. We went down to three and a half. The three and a half ounce burger I, I find is perfect for a single and it's great for a double and everything else. So you've got the perfect fit. I think so. One of my biggest pet peeves about having burgers in in some restaurants that I've gone to is that there's just way too much bun. Yes, that was, that was a problem we were trying to sort out. Oh. Um, and that's the great thing about the Martin's bun. The Martin's bun, it's it's not overly huge, and and it's it's nice and soft. We were considering switching to a brioche bun for a while. Yeah. And I brought in a bunch of different samples, and they were great if I was doing a double. But the singles, it was too much. It was too much bread. Um, with this Martin's bun, it's it's absolutely perfect for it's great bun to meat ratio. Whether it's single, double, triple, quadruple. Let's face it, the bun is just there to keep our hands clean, and we want one that's gonna that's gonna be that's gonna that's gonna hold up, and it's you're still gonna taste the meat. Can you can you Trevor and I'm sure you can tell the difference between a bun that's been frozen or a bun that's fresh, or is it hard to tell with some of the buns? It. it some of them, it, it, it's tough to tell. If something comes in fresh and then it's frozen, then you can really tell the difference. Okay. But there's a lot of places, like like these Martin's buns that we use, the Martin's potato roll, they come in frozen. Okay. They come in frozen, um, and then they when we pick them up, they, we frost them, and then we're, I mean, we go through. So well, they're still fresh. They're, they're, they're still fresh. They're still tasty. Oh, they're, they're delicious. 
I, that's, they're delicious. They're is, so soft. Is that the bun that you've been using for quite some time? We've been using it since we opened. Okay, so yeah. I've definitely had that bun, obviously, because yeah. we've been a few times to your restaurant. Oh, we, do you grill the bun a little bit? We, yeah, we put it on, give it a nice toast. That's what I recall, and I think that's important. Yes. When someone serves me a hamburger and the bun is not grilled, I'm thinking, did they not finish their <laughs> cooking school or their chef school? Yeah. <laughs> do you care to talk about what you season the exterior of the burger with yeah, there's no secret to our burger it's it's just it's just a triple a uh brisket and chuck that's that's ground up in house every day and all we add to it is uh kosher salt and fresh cracked pepper yeah so that's a lot of these uh, famous chefs that's what they recommend too yeah, no binder no fillings just salt and pepper no filler no bullshit no nope. No breadcrumbs, no. because a That's burger a, bread is bread not meatloaf. Breadcrumbs <laughs> is a meatball. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Absolutely no breadcrumbs, no egg in your no, burger, no. no fillers. No. We If you have enough fat in your burger, which that's the most important part. Like if somebody's, if you're at home, if you want to make your own burger at home, don't buy lean ground beef. Lean ground beef is the worst thing you can buy for a burger. You want to have medium, you want to be at least 80-20. So 80% meat, 20% fat. The flavor comes from the fat. Our burgers are somewhere between 70, 30, and 80, 20. I've been getting some really good ground chuck from your farm gate butcher shop. Okay. The guy's name is Sean, and yeah. he's located in uh, Ridgeway. Yep. And he's got some amazing uh, chuck that I've been uh, purchasing and nice. doing, trying to do a smash burger the best that I can yep. on, on the cast iron frying pan. And I'm telling you, I like it better than, like yep. I said before, I like it better than barbecue burgers. Straight chuck is, is great to use for burgers. I like adding in the brisket as well because it gives that more of a minerally taste to, to the meat. And it, it, it brings it all together. Okay, very good. So it's the quality of the meat that matters, and it's yep. the uh, the ground of it too, right? Yes. Like the and when we grind it, we put it through twice. I find that gives a better a better blend of the meat, as well as mixing the fat through the meat a little better as well. Sometimes if you grind something only once, you can end up with like bigger chunks of fat uh, that just uh, don't. Uh, render quite as well as they do if when you when you grind it twice. There's a popular burger joint owned by an actor in Toronto, a famous actor in Toronto. I'm not going to name drop. Oh, no, go ahead. We went to his place oh, for oh, a burger. Bass. You don't want <clears throat> yeah, we went to his place for a burger, and and here's what happened. Uh, you tell me, Trevor, what what what's wonky with this situation? So they put the burger. Okay, on the grill. Uh, actually, no, I'm, I'm wrong. So they scoop something out. It looks like oil. Turns out that it's water. So they put some water on the grill. Then they put the burger, smashed it down. And I'm thinking, my meat's going to be gray. Now there's steam in this bitch, right? There's steam in this burger. Now, I can understand putting a little water on the grill beside the burger if you drop in a lid to melt cheese and create some steam. Like, I know that's one of the many tricks a lot of cooks. And, but... Uh, and I had said, because it was an open format, and I said to the cook, is that oil that you put there? No, no, that's that was just water. It's much healthier this way. Healthy? I'm having a fucking burger. Are you yeah, kidding me? I've already that. made a not-so-healthy choice when I'm eating a burger with mayonnaise on it. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know why they would put water down. Um, we don't put anything down. When you're making a smash burger, um, you, you actually you want it to stick to the grill. So there's, we don't put any oil down, any, nothing to, to, to lube up the grill. No lube on your no. flat top. No, all we, we season it. Um, when we first turn it on, we put some olive oil on, which is which is a which will that'll burn onto the flat top, which gives it a little bit of a. Like originally, you do a, a, a seasoning with the olive oil, yeah, and that's we do, it. We do the seasoning. That's it. We want we want the burger to stick. Uh, when I flip the burger, we don't use we don't use a spatula. We use a paint scraper. Yes. So we're, yes. we're scraping it off off of the grill, and usually what happens as the day goes on, 
because our burgers are so fatty, the grill starts to get lubed up and burgers stop sticking. Yeah. So we end up cleaning it right down so it does stick again. Yeah, uh, but you want that. That's what is that what's getting some of the caramelization, yep. Trevor? Yep, you want that, that mayored effect so that, that it will stick. The mayored effect. I don't know. Don't ask me. You're the expert. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just reciting your words. Uh, Is there any other technique that we have to bear in mind if we attempt to make one of these beautiful burgers for ourselves at the house in between trips to your restaurant? Don't use don't use nonstick. Yeah. If you're doing it at home. uh, Doesn't everyone know that? Doesn't everyone know that? Probably not. No. Uh, Use cast iron. Yes. Uh, Cast iron pan is best. Make sure it's super hot. And if you're doing it in the house, be prepared for your fire alarm to go off. Yes, yes. Open windows and doors. Yes. Have a fan to blow because, the. Like, we have our we have our grill turned up to as hot as temperature can go. So it's, we're we're basically cooking those burgers at about 500 degrees. That's my next so you question. Do that in the house, you want you want your your cast iron pan to be smoking before you put the burger on, and and it likely will set off your your fire detector. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're only flipping once. Only flip once. Flip once. Get the cheese on. The best cheese for a smash burger is your American cheese, your processed cheese. It won't split, it, and it tastes best on it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. The American cheese, uh, another way of saying it is government cheese, which means your processed cheese? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> that's all correct, I yep. think. Yeah, that's the best on a smash burger. We do have other cheeses available. If anybody wants something different, we, we typically have mozzarella or a provolone available. Uh, but U.S. cheese, American cheese is the best for the burger. For a smash burger, anyways. Cheese if, if I'm making, if I'm making like a thick burger, I like a nice piece of sharp cheddar. But well, the American cheese, as you know, is great on a grilled cheese sandwich with uh, tomato soup. That's right. <laughs> Who doesn't have good memories of that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so technique for the burger, uh, that's about it. No secret ingredients. No secret ingredients. No. And uh, you're not squeezing it, kneading it, like you said. You just take the meat out, form a ball. Yep. You don't play with your meat very much, do you, Trevor? Before you no, cook it. No comment. <laughs> because no, no, you just you just make that make that ball and and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Put it down. Put it on the flat top. Smash it down. Add a little salt and pepper. It cooks. If you've been into our restaurant, you know how fast everything comes out. Our 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 burgers cook quicker than our fries. So when you're evaluating a burger at some place, you're looking at the quality of the meat, yep. the caramelization. You could probably yep. tell whether it was cooked on a barbecue or a flat top. Uh, the texture of the meat, whether they ground it once, twice. Um, the seasoning, whether it has breadcrumbs or not. Like, you can see the whole picture. Oh, yeah. And see, when we opened, um, we could have made a very good burger and just went and bought medium ground beef. Um, I could pick medium ground beef up for six ninety nine a, a kilogram. Um, I didn't want to make a very good burger. My goal was I wanted to make the best burger. Yeah. Um, so with that, you have, you have to use higher quality ingredients, so which brings in the AAA brisket and chuck. Um, there aren't a lot of restaurants that do it, but there are some. And some of the places, that, like some really good places, like Merchandale House on St. Paul Street makes a really good burger. So does uh, Odd, Oddberg. Yeah. Does a really good so burger. So back to Merchant Ale House. Yeah. I love the fish and chips there. Yep. Never tried their burger. And I love the blueberry. Uh, the blueberry wheat. Oh, yeah. The blueberry wheat beer. I may have had one or two pints there. The blueberry <laughs> wheat beer is so delicious. Yeah. Yeah, Merchant Ale House, a shout out to those guys. Oh, yes. But I will, now that you, a burger expert, has uh, given their burger a thumbs up, I'm going to try the burger. I just seem to always get the fish and chips when I go there. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Hey, let's get to your menu. Sure. 
Uh, so you've got a copy of the menu. Take us yeah. through the menu so that uh, our listeners can hear this and get their asses down to your restaurant <laughs> for a properly made yeah. burger with no fillers. Yeah. So the first burger on there is our signature burger. That's the burger that um, I started doing at the pop-ups. That is the WTF burger, or we the finest, not what the fuck. But yes. we get it. You come in, you ask for the what the fuck burger. We all have a giggle and <laughs> <laughs> hope there's no kids or yeah. anything around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that has the the American cheese with our bacon onion jam, uh, our homemade pickles and our WTF sauce. Uh, we make that all in house. Um, the, the pickles, geez, I make it two or three times a week now. We can't keep up with them. They're so. They yeah. this fly. And yeah. the sauce, the, the W2TF sauce, is, yep. is it medium heat? Like, uh, what is no, it on no, the heat it's, spectrum? It's a mild sauce. It's, on our burgers, like on the menu, it says that the burger is medium, which means a medium spice. That's in, that's in the bacon onion jam. There's a little bit of spice in the jam. Um, I don't really find it, but I've had people tell me it's spicy. Um, but the sauce itself, it's our secret, not-so-secret sauce. It's a mayonnaise base. It has mustard, ketchup, a little bit of sriracha for taste, but not for, not for heat. Um, there's pickles, pickle juice, uh, salt, pepper, garlic powder, paprika, and sugar. Oh, yummy. <laughs> now, let me ask you, Trevor, what do you say if a customer says, I don't want my burger cooked all the way through. I want a little bit of pink in my burger. This is a very controversial subject because when you go yeah. to certain restaurants, they'll do that for you. And yeah. I'm not going to say who does it. And when you go to other restaurants, they say, oh, no, sorry, we're not allowed to do that with hamburger. Yes. We have to follow the law and we have to cook it all the way through in this restaurant yeah, no. what's your take on that well first off with us with a smash burger yeah it'd be very tough to make a burger to temperature because uh, they're so thin they cook so fast yeah yeah um, it's it's almost impossible so to, it to is make, cooked all the way burger. through and it's still ours tender is, ours is cooked all the way through um but because of that technique that we do it keeps all the juices inside you'll be hard pressed to find a juice to your burger i know um now with cooking a burger to temp if you if you're making a thicker burger um See, the, the wording, it, this is, a health inspector had told me before, because I asked about this, can yeah. we cook burgers to temp, seeing as we are grinding our own meat? Yeah. And what this health inspector had told me was that the wording has changed. I don't know how true this is. Don't quote me on this. Yeah. They told me the wording has changed from the burger has to be cooked to 165 degrees to the, to the burger has to be cooked to a safe temperature. Now, Define safe temperature. Safe temperature with with the burger, see you could cook a, you could cook a steak to whatever temp you want, because bacteria on a steak, if when if bacteria develops, is is on the outside. So as you as soon as you put it on, it'll kill off any bacteria. Yeah. With the burger, that bacteria was on the outside, but when you mix it, the bacteria can go inside. Okay. This, um, but when you grind it yourself, there's less chance of that happening. And he told me that the the safe temperature is. Uh, one that you can control. So if I wanted to do a thick burger, because we grind our own meat and we're using high quality AAA beef, we could do that burger to temp from what I've heard. Okay. Yeah, don't quote yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and any restaurants that are cooking burgers to temp, I love a medium burger. Yeah. Uh, medium rare is a little too under for me, but I love a medium burger, a little bit of pink in, in my burger. Um, any, any restaurant that is offering that, I hope they're grinding their own meat as well. But people don't have to worry if a friend makes them a burger and there's a little bit of pink in it. The person's not going to get worms. They're not going to no. get sick. It's, it's the thoughts we used to have. We used to think <laughs> that pork had to be cooked all the way through. We now know that pork, you, you can have a, a medium pork chop, and it's good. It's not like 
It's not like chicken. Where chicken, it's 165 degrees. Exactly. And there's no debate. And pork <laughs> and, and, and Ontario pork is very good, from yep. what I hear. Yep. What's the next burger on the menu? Next is the Marauder, uh, named after the Ainmeyer Marauders. They're the school closest to us. Um, that's just our classic cheeseburger. Has uh, cheese, onions, lettuce, tomato, our WTF pickles, and WTF sauce. Classic cheeseburger. Um, I love it with just adding some bacon to it. Nice. Yeah. What kind of a bacon? Applewood smoked? Applewood smoked. Yeah, it's a, it's a thicker cut. Uh, it's about uh, 16 pieces in a pound, so it's a nice, it's a nice bacon. Oh, applewood smoked. It's orgasmic. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, next one on there is the Big Daddy or the TBD. That's big Daddy, the Big Daddy. Yeah, that, that's, that's our take on the Big Mac. So to all be patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, <laughs> onions on a non-sesame seed bun. If you're above a certain demographic, you could sing along. If you're, if, if you're under 25, you don't know, probably don't know what's on a Big Mac. <laughs> you know, I love the name The Big Daddy, and I love what you've done with this. Yeah. And your prices, by the way, are extremely reasonable, mm -hmm. especially for Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah it's, it's funny because like, some people don't know what to compare us to so that, that because we're, our food... We're not fast food, but we're quality food that's cooked so quickly. So a lot of people will, will think of us as a one of the big chain restaurants that we go through the drive-through for. Um, but we're more expensive than them. If you compare us to another restaurant, we're actually very reasonable. If you compare us to other restaurants that grind their own meat, we're less expensive than most. Yeah, very good. Everyone should get down to your place and try your burgers. I, I've been three times, love them every time. I'm going to get there this week, too. I'm starving just listening to you talk about this. And then you've got the Big Smoke Burger. The Big Smoke. This one's a little different. Um, this one has, uh, again, our, our house ground brisket and chuck smash patty with U.S. cheese, bacon. Then we make a horsey sauce. So it's a mayo base with horseradish, mustard, and sugar. Um, barbecue sauce. Again, we make the barbecue sauce in-house. Onion rings and hickory sticks. Mm. Those hickory sticks, like those little potato chip, that we put that on the burger, gives a great texture. And you can't find those hickory sticks. sticks in every store. No, not not anymore. I I, I, I do love them. The case now. Yeah, do you? Yeah. yeah. So putting that on the burger is killer. Yeah, it gives great texture and extra smoky flavor. Yeah, which is yeah. better than the than the uh, those crispy onions. Yeah. I would rather have the hickory sticks myself on yeah. it. Beautiful. Yeah. Next one on here is our Oklahoma onion burger. Now, this burger is a burger that was made. Famous by a gentleman named George Motes from the States. He's a burger guru. Um, he's brought made this burger popular again. I guess it was a burger originated back in the 30s. It's very simple, full of flavor. All it is, we take sweet uh, vanilla onions, slice them as thin as we possibly can. We smash them right into the burger. A little salt, pepper, cheese, and our WTF sauce. That's it. It, it has way more flavor than it really should, and it's it's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. It's embedded. It's embedded into the yeah. meat yeah, to put, some degree. Yeah, we put the onions right on top and then we smash it. I love it. Yeah, so they kind of steam, then you flip them, they caramelize a little, and it's just delicious. I love it. And the and the Vidalia onion, or how you pronounced it, whatever you know, tomato, tomato, whatever. Yeah. But uh, it's a nice onion for those yeah. that haven't explored that. Yeah. And then uh, next one on here is our bacon jalapeno melt. Oh, God, I love jalapeno. This is one. I, I stole this one from that uh, that restaurant with the uh, ginger girl with the pigtails. Yeah. They used to have a burger on their menu. It was, it was they bring the, the bacon mushroom melt every year. Yeah. About 10 years ago, they used to do a bacon uh, bacon jalapeno melt. Same concept. But then they stopped doing it. It was my favorite fast food burger. Um, they haven't done it in quite a while, so I thought, well, I'm going to do it. So that one has our, uh, has our sriracha mayo. Then we put a queso cheese sauce, 
regular U.S. cheese, our house pickled jalapenos, and bacon. That's a really good burger. I bet. I want to try that. I mm -hmm. want to try everything on the menu. I'm just like a little kid. I want this. I want that. I want everything. Yeah. Next one on here is one we just recently added to the menu. Actually, just added it a couple days ago. This is called the Burger, um, as in B-E-U-R-R-E, -R -R -E, which, as we all know, as being French Canadians, is French for butter. Yes. This burger, um, it, we, we made a beer noisette aioli. So beer noisette is when you, it's a, or, or brown butter, is when you cook butter and you let it cook till it gets brown and it develops a nutty flavor. We then mix that with mayonnaise and some salt and pepper, put it back in the fridge, let it solidify. Then we put that on the burger. It has so much flavor. It's absolutely delicious. We just put provolone cheese and onion ring. Very simple, but a ton of flavor. See, that's what makes your burgers great. You don't fuck with them too much. No. You don't, you know, monkey around with this and that. It's it's few ingredients. Yep. And and that's where you get the deliciousness from. Yep. Next one on here is just called the double cheeseburger. Just a classic burger. We used to have, we, well, not used to, sorry. We still do. We have a lot of people who come in and they'll ask for the, the Marauder, but they don't want any toppings. And then they're paying the price of having the toppings, even though they're not getting any. So we made this burger for that person who wants meat bun cheese. So this is just a double cheeseburger. Yeah, if you want a sauce on there, ketchup or WTF sauce, uh, and that's it. Nothing else on it. You're, so it's that's for your traditionalists. Maybe add some bacon. But yeah, very simple burger. And then we have our kids' burger, just a junior smash, mustard, uh, pickles, and ketchup. I was going to ask you, how many seats does your restaurant hold? Uh, we have five tables. Um, three of them are set up as four tops and, the other, and two deuces. Yeah. So it's at 16. Yeah, nice, nice small. Yeah. Bill, how many staff have you got currently? Uh, we have. Uh, Do you remember Cheyenne? Uh, he's like my right hand man. He's there. Shout out to Cheyenne. Shout, shout he's out to Cheyenne. Doing yeah. a good job yeah. cooking. And then, then we have uh, Amanda, Thomas, and Carson. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And right now, Thomas, Amanda, and Cheyenne are holding down holding down the restaurant, and Carson's at school. As we speak, because you're here. Yeah. Dave McMahon Unleashed, you're here yeah, with and me. And they'll be, what time is it right now? Uh, it's about 25 to 12. At 25 to 12, they'll be getting their butts kicked right now because all the Meyer students are in there right now. Um, they come in Monday to Friday, 11.15 to 11.45. We get full of students. They come in high and hungry. Oh, yes. And so if you think you're going to beat the rush and come in at 11.30, you're going to be in for a little bit of a surprise because we're full of Meyer students at that time. Yeah. Now, they're good kids, though. Yeah. They're way better than I was at that age. Yeah. I was a little asshole. I would have stolen the Pepsi sign off the, off the wall. I no, they're good. <laughs> I love it. Did you hear what I said? They come in high and hungry. Yeah. Not all of them. Some of them just come in high. Others just come in hungry. Yeah. But they're good kids. They're very good kids. Down at A and Meyer. Shout out to them. Great school. Yeah. What's next on the menu, Trevor? Next, we're going into our fried chicken sandwiches. Mm. So this is something that we kind of experimented with since we've opened. When we when we opened, we had the fried chicken sandwiches on, um, and we we're using chicken thighs. Um, we then it wasn't. Some of them were, uh, it just wasn't working right with us, so we took it off the menu, but then we brought them back. We brought them back using using chicken breast. Found the biggest thing with the thighs is that they were, they were, we were getting very inconsistent sizes. So you have one sandwich that was huge, the next one that was small. And consistency yeah. is so important so in your line key, of work. Absolutely key. Yeah. So now we're getting the chicken breasts that are coming in between four and five ounce chicken breasts that were, that were pounding out, buttermilk marinating, so they marinate for 24 hours. 
and then, then, we're, then we're frying them in our blend of flour, cornstarch, and some spices. So are you doing the buttermilk marination oh, yes. yeah, in-house? What yeah. a dumb question, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, we, do, we do as much as we can in-house. Um, and that's uh, we buttermilk, a little bit of sriracha, again, not for heat, but for flavor. What oil are you frying them in? Uh, canola. And canola oil canola produces oil. a good, crispy sort of product. Yep, yep, definitely. Not uh, lard. And w when we do the chicken, uh, so the secret to people ask, well, how come your chicken is so crispy? Oh, it's so good. The secret to, to getting a crispy chicken is first first we blanch it. So we, we cook it one uh, time at a low temperature, yep. which is kind of cooks the chicken and lightly cooks the breading. Yep. When somebody orders it, then it goes back in at a higher temperature. Yep. And that crisps the outside and, and, and reheats it and it keeps it juicy and keeps it crispy. See, I just learned something brand new from you. I'm learning all the time on this podcast. Thanks for telling me that because I'm really big on blanching my fries, mm -hmm. right? You Same blanch concept. them. To get, it's the same concept. So you blanch them for a little bit, mm -hmm. take them out, let them cool, boom, hit it again at a higher yeah. temperature. You get a crispier fry, don't you? Yes. Yeah, and I've heard people say before, whether it's fries or chicken, oh, if, you cook it, if you cook it right, you only have to cook it once. That's not true. No, it, because this is not, a method. You can, make a, you can make a great chicken sandwich with just cooking it once. Okay. Places that will say, hey, we, we, we bread it to order. That's great. Um, but it's, I find it's better if you, if you blanch it. It's going to be crispier. It's definitely. Good I love food. learning the techniques. Yeah. Uh, just, just like doing a fry, you got, you got to blanch the fry, and that, that's going to come out as a crispy, crispy on the outside, fluffy on the inside. Yeah. Now, once you blanch the the chicken, does it have to cool before you hit it again in the fryer with a higher temperature, or not yes. necessarily? Uh, well, it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to cool. Uh, but but we do. We let we let it we let, let it, it cool down. Yep. And yeah. And cool. With that, we have three different we have three different chicken sandwiches on our menu. Uh, first one, uh, I'll, I'll start with a mild one. Which is called the what the cluck, <laughs> which, is, which just has cheese, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and WTF sauce. Um, the next one, which is a medium spice, is our KFC or Korean fried chicken, which has our house-made coleslaw with uh, with our again our house-made pickles, and then a um, Korean barbecue sauce that I made. Kind of proud of this one because I didn't look up any recipes. I just kind of guessed what would go in a Korean barbecue sauce. Put it together, it turned out to be really good. Nice. And then we top it with a little bit of Kewpie mayo, which is Japanese mayonnaise, and some sesame seeds. And then finally, uh, the star of the show, I think, is our Nashville hot chicken. Um, so for our Nashville hot chicken, we put the coleslaw, a little sriracha mayo, our homemade pickles, and then I make a, a hot oil. So the hot oil, oh. it's, it's part oil, part butter. Then we cook some habaneros, some scotch bonnets, um, a few other spices. After the cooked chicken is cooked, it gets dipped in this, and it's hot. It is hot. It's not like if you go to one of the fast food places to get there in Nashville, that's just kind of a little peppery on your tongue. Yeah. Ours is hot. So if if it's if gonna you, blow your socks off. It's it's it, it's if you eat suicide chicken wings, you'll be fine with it. If you don't like hot stuff, do not order our Nashville hot chicken because it is really hot. Is there any truth to if it's too spicy for your mouth, it's like, ah, this heat level is more than I thought it would be. Drinking a glass of milk, does that really work to cool your mouth milk off a bit? Hurt. Bre or milk can hurt. Milk can help. Help. Yep. Um, bread helps. Okay. Crackers. Yeah. So there's truth to that. Yeah, yeah. there is. It'll yeah. help a bit. Yeah. Um, or sorry, here, I usually just drink a beer. <laughs> yeah, just a brewski. A brown wobbly pop. Yeah. Your coleslaw. Let yeah. me ask you, is it a mayonnaise base or an oil base? You mean mayonnaise or vinegar? Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yes. 
So it's mayonnaise and vinegar? Yes. Okay. <laughs> now, what about the coleslaw that contains zero mayonnaise? Have you ever made that for yourself? Um... So zero mayonnaise, it's what, co- or you can't you can't see, really call when, it coleslaw. When, 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 <laughs> when I think of the zero mayonnaise coleslaw, I, I, it reminds me of that green stuff we get at that chicken place. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I like I like having a, a mix of both. I, I use cider vinegar. Oh, nice uh, mayonnaise. Nice, and then I put a lot of other stuff in. My may, my slaw has quite a bit in it. It's got it's got uh, it's got mayonnaise and cider vinegar. Um, two key things that a lot of slaws miss out on are sugar and salt. You gotta have a, you gotta have a good good amount of sugar and salt because you want the sweetness and the salt. Yeah. Um, I put a lot of black pepper in as well. Then I put mustard, mustard seed, uh, Worcester, lemon juice, bursting with flavor. Oh yeah, Sira- a little bit of sriracha. Again, not for heat. Well, there's a little bit of heat to our slaw actually. I shouldn't, shouldn't lie. There is a little. So you've got some awesome sides. You've got the crinkle cut dollar chips. Yep. There's something that. People that came to us in the beginning, they know we used to have the tater tots, but there's a whole story to that. And so we changed the crinkle cut dollar fries. Unfortunately, we don't have the space in our restaurant to do our own fries. We don't have a walk-in cooler or anything like that. So I wanted to find something that's a little different. Yeah. Um, so the crinkle cut dollar chips were something I remember having as a kid. That I always just put salt and vinegar on. They were so good. So when um, we when we stopped doing the tater tots, excuse me. <coughs> I'm a tater tot junkie i love tater tots my wife makes a shepherd's pie in a cast iron pan and she'll have tater tots as the potatoes on top and holy shit is this ever delicious yeah but but you did away with your tater tots got away with them and then we went to the crinkle cut dollar fries well i'm gonna try your crinkle cut dollar fries for sure (laughs) you know what i tried last night uh, at a restaurant deep fried uh pepperonis so they sliced them thin, they deep fried them, so they were like pepperoni chips. My God, they were good. They were really good. Oh, my goodness. You all right? Excuse me, Dave. That's okay. You might have a fur ball. Yeah. I think Perhaps so. your boxer has put out some fur in the uh, environment and you uh, swallowed some of his fur. Yeah, I think so. A hairball. <coughs> How's your water working? Good? We all right now? Yeah, that's all my secrets. For, I have to, te- I have to l- put your arms up like we do with yep. my grandkids when they're coughing and choking. You lift their arms up, you pat them on the back. At least I think that's what you're supposed to do. Oh, crying, <laughs> crying over here. Holy crap. Then you've got the onion rings and the horsey size. That's a great side. I'm a big yep. fan of the onion rings. Big ones, little ones, what are they like? Uh, the, the, I like the smaller ones, quarter inch. The quarter inch onion rings. Quarter inch, yeah. Nashville hot crinkled chips. Yeah, we... we, we for the uh, Nashville hot oil, Nashville hot oil, in with the fries. Yeah. And then uh, top them with some WTF sauce and some of our pickles. Oh, killer, <clears throat> killer good. So the next time I go to your restaurant, I'm going to be trying the uh, bacon jalapeno melt, yep. or as many call it, the bacon jalapeno. <laughs> jalapeno. Jalapeno. Sorry. Oh, I missed one on here. We also have tomato, uh, tomato. For our vegetarians out there, we also have our matzo melt, which is. Um, we take a we a take bean a, a bean burger. No, no, none of that shit. Mozzarella, whole whole stick of mozzarella. We we cut it cut it up. Yeah. We, we bread it. Yeah. Then we put it up. We fry it up. Put it on a bun with lettuce, tomato, pickles, and WTF sauce. And it's good. It's delicious. It's absolutely delicious, and it's different than any other vegetarian option I've seen. 
I once, Trevor, I once ordered a portobello uh, mushroom burger in a restaurant. Yep. And the burger arrived, and, and I, I said, God, this looks good. I, the lighting wasn't great in the restaurant. And I took a bite of it, and I said, oh, my God, this is delicious. Then I realized that there was no burger. No. It was a portobello mushroom. Probably with cheese. And, and cheese and the toppings and everything. Yeah. And and I said, what the hell, right? I, I didn't read it right. Eh? Yeah, the waiter, uh, like yeah. So the waiter's like, uh, you know, when I told him, he said, no, no, that, that's what you ordered. It's a mushroom burger. I thought it was going to be a burger with a portobello yeah. mushroom on top of it. Yeah. But when you use a portobello mushroom, you got to scale the uh, the scales out of it, don't you? you got to take a spoon and get all the little scales out of it, or you don't have to? No idea. Sure. You don't, you don't, you don't bother with that shit. Remember, I'm, a, I'm a waiter. I'm not a cook. <laughs> but you're doing a mighty good job doing it. That's the, I, I used to cook way back in the day. So it's, it's, this could bring me back. Um, you, you may all know George from George's Greek Village. Oh, yeah. Going way back when, I used to work for them at their old restaurant called the Pine Center Restaurant. Yeah. And I worked there for six, seven years. Contra John's family is like my second family. Yeah, George's Creek Village. Uh, uh, yeah. Great place. I, I worked there a few years ago when they first opened. Joe Fettas. In the off season. Yeah. Yep. I've worked at Joe Fettas before, too. Yep. I've yep. worked for the, for the entire family. Great people. You've been around the block. I've been around the block. Yep. You know your food. And you like your tattoos, much like myself. Yeah. I love my tattoos. Yep. They're very addicting. Yep. They are. Shout out to George Brown, who's my tattoo artist. Um, Where is he from? He's originally from Thorold. I grew up with him. Then uh, he he moved out to Toronto, uh few years back opened a opened a shop out there uh called world or, oh my god why can't seven crowns tattoos yeah you you, you got a, you got a nice sleeve of tattoos there yeah. nice nice you're yeah. getting you're getting more yeah you're getting yes. more actually i've got my whole chest done um actually reminds me i'm supposed to send pictures to george because he's got to fill in my part of my sleeve um, but you need a tattoo of a burger the Big Daddy Burger. You need a big tattoo of a burger right I'll, on your tummy. I'll probably get my. I'll, <laughs> I'll probably get my, my logo on somewhere. Not sure where it's gonna go. Speaking of your logo, talk about the logo and give us, if you want, and <laughs> give my listeners your uh, your contact information for your social media, please, yeah. Trevor. So our social media is uh, at WTF Burger Company or at We the Finest Burger Company. You'll find us on Facebook and Instagram. Excellent. And of course, I'm going to share this podcast on my network of uh, groups of friends. And I know you'll share the podcast once it's complete and generally takes a day or two to get the actual podcast for those that weren't fortunate enough to hear the live interview with uh, Trevor today and myself. You'll be able to listen to this uh, at your leisure when you're at work or walking the dog or whatever. Uh, but between the two of us, Trevor, we'll get this podcast out there so people can hear because uh, people will be able to tell how passionate you are. You're so passionate about uh, the cooking and the producing these dynamite burgers that you're putting out there, man. It was a pleasure shooting the shit with you today. Oh, it was fun. Thank you. And tell Gary and Carol, mm-hmm. your parents, that Dogman Dave says hello. I will do. <laughs> <laughs> well, this brings us to the end of uh, Dave McMahon Unleashed on 4680Q.ca. And that's it for now. Uh, we'll look forward to presenting another podcast. We'll drop a live podcast next Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, I'm out of here. Have yourselves a doggone great day, everybody. See you later. Bye.